0: Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed. this week we're telling the story of air florida flight 90 thanks for listening hi hey how you doing i'm good how are you good i'm good uh we have so much story today i'm
1: so excited
0: so much story Uh, Today, we are telling the story of Florida Air 90.
1: Florida Air. I'm already (laughs) having a lot of feelings about this.
0: Yep. Yep. Already in, right? Yeah. Florida Air Flight 90. And I will say, so this is um, one of those flights where some people, uh, like particularly probably like our parents will hear this and go like, oh, maybe not by the flight name, but once I start telling it, this is... One of the big ones. Um, So, Florida Air 90 uh, flew out on January 13th, 1982, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking on planes. Smoking on planes. And it comes up which um, is always a scary thing yeah not, you're not excited to hear that it comes up but it's exciting that it comes up you know right right <laughs> yeah uh the flight is flying from uh what's now reagan uh airport in dc oh, yeah. and it was at that time national airport in dc uh to fort lauderdale so okay. going to florida all right yeah
1: does does what is it florida air air florida
0: well, I wrote Florida Air, so I'm hoping it's Florida Air. It Florida might be Air, Air Florida. Florida Air, Air Florida. Does it still exist? I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Um, and a lot of these, there's just, it's just like the general way capitalism works, right? Where you get more and more monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> like there used to be way more airlines than there are now. Right, um, right. But I think it's Florida Air, and I... uh don't believe that this airline still exists and i don't okay. know how long it necessarily survived after this uh incident so well, they
1: can't get mad for us pronouncing it wrong if it is wrong
0: well i mean it's one right. of the two right it's gotta be i mean people <laughs> with delta like there's a whole thing where delta is supposed to be written like delta i i just didn't even guess because it's something people will like nitpick <laughs> a lot yeah. So is it delta airline or delta airlines
1: oh. it's actually
0: delta Air lines, D A L. You're like all wrong. You're all right, but it's absurd. And like, right, whatever. it doesn't
1: actually matter.
0: How could it matter? No, who could it matter to? Right, it's like people I mean the who... tax
1: guy, but that's about it. Maybe
0: right, but um, the so January right, have you you flown out of um Reagan I think before you picked me up I think at Reagan before yes, and um so you know it's like very close to like city center. It's a really dope little airport. I like yeah, flying is. out of there a lot. Yeah. It's so easy to get to the to the center of the city so fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Remember Brian found us at the large oh my protest gosh. We went Yes. To. <laughs> yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Brian. Shout out fly- to Brian. Flying into DC and then finding us amongst a million people. Yes. <laughs> but I
1: think we do need to clarify though that it is uh, I think we should clarify the protest.
0: Yeah, the women's march.
1: The women's march. Yeah, yeah we're not talking march. about the insurrection.
0: No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine if I was just like, right. let's, let's admit to a crime, right? Like- <laughs> like
1: <laughs> just in case everyone's like oh shit they're conspiracy
0: theorists or oh my gosh no people no. will find out we're not conspiracy theorists when they get the nine eleven episode yeah exactly <laughs> like, there you go but um they're uh, so it's january and dc is usually like pretty nice right like mild winters super hot summers the worst weather for you yep <laughs> and uh but on this day in january they're having entire blizzard just a whole blizzard with oh a foot of snow so not like a buffalo blizzard but a foot of snow is serious snow that's yeah. real snow that's a lot that's a lot yeah. and they're not prepared <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh they are not prepared so there's a foot of snow and it's like chaos at the airport so our boys go into florida on fort lauderdale especially don't want to be in dc dealing with the weather and uh they Are uh the pilots are larry larry's 34 and roger roger's 31 so larry's the captain roger's the first officer uh larry's had some some difficulties in the past larry's had a had a tough time he got suspended for like not following procedure and then he he failed one of his proficiency tests come on larry and i know larry did you say Larry larry was the pilot he's the captain yeah captain okay. yeah and uh so larry larry bear is had a tough time but yeah. he's he's the captain he's he's back he's in business so uh larry and roger are flying today uh it's a 737 so the you know most i know 737s come up a lot but it's because mm-hmm. they are the most popular most made plane in history uh precursor to the max whatever so Seven three seven, not super full. We got seventy nine people on board total. So, okay. uh, two pilots, three for flight attendants, and seventy five. Nope, seventy four passengers. Hmm. Uh, we got this blizzard going on. Whole city's freaking out about it because they really do not have the equipment to deal with it. It's not. They're not prepared for this kind of thing, and the uh, pilots are. Oh, sorry. And the 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 airport's closed. So the airport uh, oh, geez, shuts down, yeah. meaning like the runway closes. You know, like the airport can't really tell the airlines what to do, and the airlines definitely can't tell the airport what to do. But um, the runways are closed, right, while well, they try to clear as much snow as they can and get the, the you know, runway ready for takeoff and landing. Uh, plus, you have de-icing, right? And mm. and we've talked about it before, but de-icing in buffalo is gonna add some time to your flight right having to go through that process Mm -hmm. but in some places they have like one de-icing truck for the whole airport or like one one snowplow or something right right so they're rushing around trying to get people out and by uh like by the early afternoon Florida air, the agents there kind of like do the mental math and think like, okay, okay, seems like we're going to go. So what we're going to do is we're going to load everybody up on the plane and they can just chill on the plane, right? Which is nice because it makes the passengers happy, at least in that moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're like, oh, good, we're going. And instant
1: gratification.
0: Instant gratification, yeah. right? So you're going to either wait on the, in the airport, you're going to wait on the plane, but you have that bright moment of hope in the middle where you get on the plane. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they load everybody up. And because they're all loaded up, they're rare and to go. So when the airport does open, uh, they at around three o'clock, uh, they are eleventh in line to take off, which is pretty good. And mm-hmm. if there was no snow, if it was rain or something, or that was the thing keeping them, then they would have been out of there pretty fast. Everybody's got to do the deicing, right? Yeah. So. They go through the whole de-icing procedure. Now, uh, Larry and Roger do not have a lot of experience flying in in snow, right? They were for Air Florida. They themselves do not have a lot of background experience in flying in bad weather, in, yeah. in snow particularly, like frozen conditions. So uh, our boy, Roger, the first officer, is the pilot in command. He's the one who's, um, who's flying the plane, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's reading off the checklists and they're, you know, preparing for takeoff. Uh, So they roll up, they go through the de-icing procedure, get sprayed down. Um, Interestingly, we've talked about like there's so much like contracting and stuff like that at airports. So American Airlines is actually the group that owns the de-icing equipment that they contract. Yeah. So American Airlines comes over and de-ices them. And uh, they roll up to the runway and uh, are getting ready to take off. Now, so, so de-icing, I had a conversation not that long ago with somebody about the uh, a crash, the Buffalo crash that, that mm. you know, obviously you and I talk yeah. about with some frequency. And uh, people remember that, like, de-icing is part of what happened there. But yeah. it's, uh, there's de-icing isn't just the like getting sprayed down with the antifreeze and like warm water. Yeah. Um like the spa day for your plane. Uh like de icing is also something that the aircraft itself does so there's like internal de-icing right so there's de-icing that um is to try to keep the the wings clean Hmm. and there's de-icing inside the engines to keep uh we've talked about it before there's just so 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 many sensors and probes and stuff like that all over the aircraft and um but the plane is outside, right? It's just That's where they live. Planes live outdoors. And so they can get ice and like moisture and frost and stuff like that up into all those sensors and stuff. So if that happens, uh, they might get the wrong readings or they might throw out weird codes or whatever. So there's internal de-icing equipment in the uh, engines. And um, our boys do not Do not turn this on. Oh, no. They just, they don't turn it on. The plane gets de-iced. They don't turn on the de-icing equipment. That's internal to the plane.
1: Jeez.
0: And they line up to take off. At right around, like, 3.59, they roll down to take off. When pilots are taking off, right? The pilot who's not flying the plane is reading off information like speed, right? Speed being the most relevant piece of information, right? And we've talked about it before a little bit, but V1 Is decision speed meaning you have to either abort the landing now or you gotta take off no matter what because the plane is gonna take off right so Mm. V1 is decision speed if you're not taking off start to slam on the brakes, and V2 is is rotate it's take off right it's it's where you would you lift off the you have enough speed and power to lift up off the the ground as they're rolling down the runway. Uh, they're they're getting a little bit of weird info, but, like, things are going fast. Like, we're rolling. Yeah. And the uh, Roger says, like, I don't think that's right, uh, just about something, right? And they basically just say, like, well, V1, like, decision speed. And then they do lift up off the ground at V2. They rotate the plane and, and take off. But the second the plane leaves the ground, it starts to shake violently. Mm-hmm. And as it's shaking they realize that they're not getting enough speed so they're, they're not they're not gaining altitude because they're not gaining speed so as they the plane's shaking 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 and just like barely 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 like staying off the ground just barely climbing away from the from the earth they're, they're trying to figure out what's happening but the plane is just not ascending they try to add power but they don't when they add power nothing seems to happen And as they're trying, 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 this is just a few, few, few seconds. Larry says, stalling, we're falling. Roger says, Larry, Larry, we're going down. And Larry says, I know it. And they slam into the 14th Street Bridge. Oh, my God. Break apart, fall into the Potomac River. Jeez. Because it's a blizzard, it was 24 degrees, which it's negative four Celsius. The Potomac River was completely frozen solid. The plane hit the bridge, slid across the bridge, decapitating four cars, just ripping the tops off four cars, fell into the water, snapped apart, broke through the ice. And most of the plane slip below the water. The Potomac wow. River is 25 feet deep. And famously wide, right? Like you've seen it. It's a wide, yeah. wide yeah. river. And they fall into the water around the middle of it. So 14 seconds after it lifted off the ground, the plane is in pieces under the ice.
1: Jeez.
0: Obviously people start to, I mean, it's just pure chaos, right? Like everybody was sitting on the bridge and now all of a sudden a plane goes down, uh, air traffic control realizes that the, you know, the plane vanishes from their radar. They had made a mayday call. Um, but there was no, I mean, the whole thing was 14 seconds. It was just nothing right because they didn't turn on the internal de-icing equipment. The probes in the engines had frozen wow because quickly yeah well they 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 never unfroze i guess more like that so they never unfroze from sitting out there on the tarmac during the blizzard and because of that the plane was only functioning at around 70 percent of the power they thought they were inputting so they think they're telling the car like anybody with like a sticky gas pedal right like you think you're giving it enough power but instead the the plane is not actually getting that power Mm -hmm. so the engines couldn't weren't getting enough power to continue to to build the speed and altitude that they need to take off since takeoff is obviously i mean you need all of your power at takeoff a side thing the american airlines de-icing guys like mixed the fluid wrong too and what the fluid is supposed to be thirty percent uh antifreeze, and theirs was eighteen percent, so it was oh, mostly geez. just water. Yeah, but that's uh, that's so like almost
1: half of what it should be.
0: Right, right, and I, it's it's not like that was the thing, but it was kind of you know it's one of the. I mean, I think what that illustrates to me is just how. Like, nobody knows how to deal with this winter weather, right? right. Like, that's yeah. just a big part of it, right? right? People don't know how to function in this winter weather. They don't yeah. have to do it a lot. It doesn't come up that often. Like, de-icing, they're probably like, whoa, de-icing. I haven't done this before. You know what I mean? Like Right, right. Air Florida doesn't see a lot of ice, you know. They... No.
1: And being cold, like, all those guys outside just being, like, freezing all the time oh, when yeah. you're not
0: used to it. Oh, yeah. Is Miserable. That's miserable. So the plane broke apart, slipped below the water as it cracked through the ice. People started to jump out of their cars. There's people who are injured in their cars. There's people who are just around. It's, it's, you know, a bustling city, right? Yeah. And there's six people visible at the surface. Oh, my God. Six people who are seated at the very back of the plane. When the tail broke off, they essentially, like, fell out. And instead of getting pulled below the water, here they are bobbing in the absolutely freezing water.
1: Jeez.
0: So our six people are Kelly, who's a flight attendant. She was the flight attendant buckled into the jump seat at the very back of the plane. Joe. Nikki. Alice, Arland, and Bert. And Bert, I think it is important to say, (laughs) sat in the smoking section, which is the back of the plane.
1: Smoking saves lives. I don't know. (laughs) Smoking saves
0: lives. And he said he was trying to quit, but like, you know what it's like trying to quit. Not trying that hard. So like he sat in the back. And so we have these six people all like bobbing at the surface of the plane. Arland is like tangled in the fuselage, like the 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 debris and shrapnel from the plane, he's like all tied up and tangled in it. Hmm. Which means that he's not free floating like the other ones, but also, I mean, he's trapped, right? He's functionally, he he he's he's he has very limited movement, yeah. but he's secure. He's not going he's not the other ones are are in real danger of of drowning. So the people who are left in the water uh, start to like try to find things to grab onto. They, you know, there's a couple of them have their life jackets. Um, Some people are just holding onto debris and they just kind of like cling together at the surface with whatever they have to float on. So people see that and immediately people on the edge of the water start to like spring into action So a bunch of people uh, start to like try to tie just stuff together, like rope and like people have rope in their car. People have like their scarves. People have like shirts. People just start to like knot a bunch of stuff together so that they can try to get a rope out to the people. People Mm -hmm. are 100 feet from the surface and because the plane shattered the ice, there's like thick dense hard ice flows at the top of the water like at the surface so it's not like you can even if you are physically capable of swimming out to them there's all of this like just painful sharp thick ice ramming into you Um, but they're first things first they're making a rope so they start to tie this rope together bit by bit by bit by bit so we have roger number two (laughs) roger number two roger from dc who is watching runs over and volunteers to tie the rope like the makeshift rope around his waist and try to swim out to the people right so they tie everything together roger wraps it around himself as best he can ties it as tightly as he can which like can we just talk about how not secure this rope is (laughs) right (laughs) like just how scary that would be to like have your life and just the physicality of jumping into the water right but roger's not overthinking it roger wraps it around himself jumps into the water and starts to try to swim. Now he starts to find out what everybody's finding out, which is that your body does not function in water like that. Your muscles like freeze, like your body, your brain might have the will, like you might have that heroic spirit, but your body, it has physical limitations. As Roger is trying to swim over to them, he loses feeling in his hands, and he said that he thought, like, oh, I'm I'm going to lose my hands. Like, Jeez. I'm, I'm going to, this is, that's it. Like, I'm going to lose my hands. But he just keeps going. He just, like, buckles down, keeps swimming over to them. As he's swimming over, a helicopter starts to come in overhead. Now we're going to switch back in time a little bit. So air traffic control realizes that uh, Florida, Air, Air Florida, whatever, 90, disappeared off their radar. They call the police or the rescue teams or whoever they call and said uh it's a 737 is down somewhere in dc right like here's our yeah here's our best guess but obviously other people from around the bridge and around the city also called in so they were able to like roughly like get the idea of where it was right it was at the 14th street bridge so Uh, Boats would normally be who would go out to rescue them, but boats obviously can't function in the frozen water, right? Mm. They can't, like the boats have no way at all of getting to the plane, right? And the people have survived. And most of the helicopters can't fly in this weather, right? The weather is bad. Helicopters like are very, very, very vulnerable to bad weather. So one, one helicopter with Don and Jean on it. So Don and Jean are a medic and a a helicopter pilot. And so Don and Jean hop in their helicopter and fly over to the 14th Street Bridge. So as they're arriving at the bridge, they look down and they see seven people in the water, right? Because we got Roger 2 and the survivors from the plane, right? So Roger 2... With his rope tied around his waist, comes up to them, gets close, but because he's not, he's a little separate, right? And the helicopter pilots are looking down and see, like, okay, one guy's kind of like free. They don't know he's tied to anything. They don't know he's not, uh, uh, he, they oh, don't know he's shit. trying to rescue them. So the helicopter starts to like dip down to him, right? Mm-hmm. And so people realize that the helicopter is gonna like waste time going for Roger. And so they start to pull Roger back with the rope. <laughs> So the helicopter <laughs> so so Gene is like, oh, something, something's different with that guy. That guy's, he's covered in some way. <laughs> just so ignore him. Yeah, just ignore him. Like, that's just, the, I just imagine, like, the panic, because because they're, you know, seeing, like, oh, God, oh, God, we're about to make it worse. So, like, right, pull him right. back. Like, just reel it pulling in. him back. Reel it in. So they pull they pull Roger back, and uh, Roger survives, thankfully. So Roger is up, but he needs his own medical attention now because he's Got severely them, frozen solid, right? right? So uh Don is the pilot, Jean is the medic, just for for reference, okay? okay. At this point it's been 20 minutes that they've been in the water. Whoa. So the flight was 14 seconds. They've been in the water for 20 minutes.
1: Jeez. And Titanic had not come out yet, so Oh my gosh. They would that's have right. no reference on how no to survive re- <laughs> in, the, in the
0: Imagine a time in before Titanic. Imagine right. a time. It's crazy. I don't I don't believe It's amazing
1: to me that they they knew what to do
0: right right well, i guess they didn't right well right. <laughs> who knows what to do in those situations no they just gone. they just held on one of the right. things that um one of the survivors said that they had um that idea like okay i'll just hold on for a minute and then i'll swim to shore and your body is just like you're not going anywhere yeah you're gonna stay right here on this yeah. thing that's floating because your body is just shutting down so, as the pilots of our as Don, our pilot, and Jean, our medic, are assessing the situation, uh, one of there's there's a few different pieces. So, one is that the ice is all broken up, so they can't land on the ice, they can't, you know, they and it creates like a, a real problem, right? It's it's like trying to figure out how to navigate around the ice, how to help the people. They can see that five people are more like free floating and that one person, Arland, is, is all tangled up, right? He's just moral, like in this, you know, knotted yeah. up with the, with the fuselage. Arland has a severe visible uh, like head wound. Like he's bleeding out of his head. Mm. And so Arland is is badly injured, right? The other piece is that this was a fully fueled plane ready to go all the way to Fort Lauderdale. So there are 13 tons of fuel dumped into this exact spot. Mm where the people are they they need to hover just above the water right so they they get closer right they come up close to where the people are they hover down low and they have like a loop that they're going to use to drop to people right and try to loop them up so that they can lift them up right out of the water and then fly them to shore right they get down close to the water hover 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 and birds Bert, our boy Bert, swims up to the helicopter and grabs the, the skiff. Skiff is like the little legs, like the land, like the ice skates of the, oh, yeah. the helicopter. Bert grabs the skiff with both arms and like holds on. And oh. they, no one can hear anything, right? Because the helicopter is insanely loud, right? So nobody can hear anything. So Gene is like, get off the skiff. Like, we can't Jeez. lift off with you holding on because right. your arms are frozen and you're going to fall, right? So they're like basically like, just like, yelling at him to let go which i'm sure must have been incredibly difficult on like a human level to have it and then let go right so uh but they finally get him to let go they drop the loop to him he gets into the loop and they lift up fly over to shore now they realize there's another problem so the banks of the potomac river here are very steep and a lot of people have showed up to try to help right or just to look or just because it's chaos whatever there's so many people on the shore so if you imagine you're a helicopter and you're trying not to go too high because you have a guy like sitting in a loop or whatever a loop of rope right you don't want to get up too high um but they if they get all the way to shore, they will like slice the people who are standing on the bank because that they're like at the same level. Like people, if you're standing on the if you're standing on the bank, you are at the same level as the helicopter. So they have to like negotiate like trying to get everybody to like get away from the helicopter. But somebody needs to like get Bert off the loop, right? Because his body is frozen solid. So like Don is having like a heck of a time just trying to navigate flying this helicopter. (laughs) I that is that, oh my gosh. And that's and no one can communicate because no one right. can hear anybody. It's just like incredibly loud, so, freezing, Stressful. again, freezing, just the yeah. misery of being this cold and this scared. Right. So uh, they finally like negotiate it. And then in their minds, at least in the minds of the people flying the helicopter, like in the helicopter, it seemed like it was just taking forever to get Bert out of the loop. Like it just felt like it took so, so long. And like in actuality, it probably took like, 30 seconds but they were really rushing because they know how little time they have it took them 20 minutes to get here people have been in this freezing 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 water for 20 minutes and so they finally unloop Bert they go back Uh, the they go to uh, Arlen because they think okay so Arlen is all is not looking good Arlen's got that head gash Arlen's all Mm. tied up they throw the loop down to Arlen and Arlen takes the rope and throws it over to the other people. Oh, He throws it over to the other people. Kelly grabs that rope and is like, yep, yep. Yep. (laughs) Kelly gets slides into the loop or whatever. They lift her up out of the water. They take her to shore. They like do that whole thing again where they negotiate getting everybody away from the rotors but close enough to get Kelly. They unloop Kelly and Kelly talks about, so like spoilers, like thank God she lives, right? Mm -hmm. And she talked about how when she like got there like she had been so focused on like staying conscious like trying yeah. so hard to keep her body from going unconscious and like the second like other people like touched her and and done. to get her yeah she just yeah. was gone like she just passed oh, out god so so we have four people left this is the third time they go over they throw the loop to arland again and Arlen throws it over to the other people so we have three people left. we have nikki alice and joe uh joe is nikki's boss as like a side thing they're on a business trip so they throw it over to the other three people nikki grabs it and tries to get like looped into it so but she grabs it what they have the loop they swapped out i have to get this right so they were using like just a loop and they had switched it out for something like a buoy that would actually have some flotation during this time Mm -hmm. so uh Nikki grab, like, gets looped in, but Joe grabs it too, and Joe grabs Alice. So Joe holds onto Alice as hard as he can, holds onto Nikki. So all three of them are holding the buoy, and all three of them are holding each other, Jeez. right? So uh, Alice is not doing good. Alice mm. is not doing good. And so she's like, not really able to like help holding on very much so joe has his arm loops around the buoy and he's like holding her as tight as he can all of their bodies are frozen all of their muscles and like just the the functions of your body are so 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 Um, like slowed and painful and you can't feel anything right you can't you you're holding on but you can't feel what you're holding on to so obviously now the helicopter can't actually lift up out of the water with three people Mm. because they'll just fall right so they think okay so everybody's holding on again we can't communicate with them we can't talk to them so we're going to just drag them to the side right but again there's all of that ice right so they're dragging them along joe positions his body in such a way that he's like in the front so his body is hitting the ice and as they drag him along his body is just smash 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 Mm. smash smash into the ice his ribs start to crack as he holds on as tight as he can they start they they're trying so hard to drag them slowly but not too slowly like again just trying to na- navigate all these different pieces and nikki loses her grip Aww. And 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 just lets she loses her grip and just stays right there in the center yeah. she can't really swim anymore she has a life jacket on but those life jackets are you know they're They're not really made to support your whole weight. They're made to support you swimming. So it's basically just around her neck, like barely keeping her head above water. And her body is so frozen that she can't really participate in like swimming or or treading water or anything like that. So now it's Joe and Alice. Joe is just getting beaten to hell. Like Joe's body is getting smashed so badly on the ice. And finally his body... Let's go right he lets go yeah. of Nikki Nikki is still there they still have one person on the loop so from the perspective of the of the rescuers right like you just have to get people out of the water so yeah. they keep dragging Joe right until they do get him to the edge of the water where people where the edge of the shore and so people grab Joe and again his his body was so, 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 so beaten from being dragged through the water. But they lift him up and take him out. So now Gene and Don have to go back and they have to pick who to go back for, right? So they they turn around and they can see that, you know, Alice is the closest, right? So uh, Nikki fell off, then Alice, then Joe made it to shore. So they go back for Alice. She's, her body is shutting down. Like mm. her body is just shutting down. But on yeah. top of that, in the midst of all of this, the fuel that leaked from the plane has gotten into her eyes. Oh no! So she's blind. Her eyes are right. just, just you know, stinging like the a heinous sting of of the jet fuel in her eyes. Her body is just totally shutting down. So they, they get down like as low as they can. They have that buoy, right? And the uh, jean like basically like smacks her in the head with the buoy over and over again, just like smack, smack, <laughs> smack, smack, smack until finally she like, she like wraps her arms around it, gets a hold of it. When he lifts her up, she he realized it was just, it's impossible. Even oh. just to lift up, to drag her, just the force of trying to drag her by that by the the buoy is yeah. too much, and her body just slips back into the water. Oh. So now we got a new guy. We got our boy, Lenny. Lenny is just a guy who was in his car, and Lenny's been watching this whole thing, and Lenny sees Alice, like, lose her grip again, and Lenny just jumps into the water, <laughs> swims over to her, grabs her and swims the rest of the way back so not even like getting bashed by the water but like physically swimming as he's getting like smacked around by the ice flows and everything lenny he, lenny where lenny did just, you come from Lenny, where did he come from he just was going to work going home from work whatever it is he was in his car he sees he's watching he sees alice lose her grip again he's like i'm and, sick of this shit Exactly. I'm Lenny, going in there. He just, he went for it. He went for it and he got her and he dragged her body back. She survived. I know saying it that way makes it sound like she died. He, he like her totally just frozen solid body drags it back out and like sets her up to, with the rescuers. And then also obviously oh. the rescuers himself because this body is pretty frozen now too. So now we have two people left. The helicopter goes back for Nikki.
1: And Arland is the last. Nikki and Arland. Yeah, right? Nikki and okay. Nikki and
0: Arland are the last. So we've got So oh, Nikki's yeah. floating in the middle with her life jacket around her neck. So just her head is being kept above the water. Oh god. And uh Arland is tied up with the uh fuselage. So they decide again, Nikki is totally exposed. Arland is uh is position so this it's like the pro and the con of the fact that he's all tangled up in the fuselage but it's also keeping his body supported Mm -hmm. right so he's not like gonna slip under the water Nikki is in real dangerous of just of slipping under the water so they go back uh for Nikki she's also been blinded by the fuel she can't see anything you can't hear anything either because all you hear is the helicopter rotors going like crazy uh they she's really like unresponsive like she's functionally like just floating because of a flotation device can't see can't hear body is totally frozen it's been like 25 minutes at this point so they're hovering above her and they can't get she's just not responsive so jean it tells Don to get as close to the surface as he can. Like just hover the aircraft or the, hover the, hel- the helicopter as close to the water as he possibly can. And Don sees that there's like a nice big chunk of ice coming yeah. his way. So Don waits. He waits until this nice big ice flow is just under the right side where the door is of his skid. He puts like just the little baby foot of the helicopter down on the skid Gene hops down to get stand on the skid himself Mm. grabs Nikki pulls her up out of the water they both sit on the skid on the skid not inside the helicopter on the skid he holds her on it they fly back and they let they they get everybody out of the way of the rotors and give Nikki back to the rescuers so now they have one person left And they turn around, he climbs back, uh, Gene climbs back into the helicopter, they turn around, and they fly over to where Arlen was. And the plane had turned, it had like rolled in the water, Mm. and so it had pulled his body under, they Mm. couldn't see him at all. Like he was just they they couldn't they they kept looking and looking and they were looking like to see if they could even see him, even if he was under the water, if they could even see him. Mm-hmm. And the plane had rolled so that when it rolled and he was all tangled up, it had rolled and taken him under the water. Oh, God. When Jean got home that night he said that he's you know telling his wife about what happened and he was you know i mean he is a helicopter rescuer like right. he's a helicopter medic like he's seen a lot of stuff and he said he was talking to her and when he gets to that part he just mm. lost it and he yeah. said that it's it because you make decisions right like yeah. you make the best decision you can and arland had made the decision twice yeah to give the rope to other people and yeah it's just so now everybody is gonna you know gets rushed to the hospital everybody gets uh like everybody right so Lenny all of our survivors from the plane crash everybody gets rushed to the hospital um they did all survive so all of those five people all survived and so did Roger too and Lenny that's amazing Um, it is amazing it is amazing so everybody that they got out of the water survived yeah uh, four people in their cars oh, on the bridge died. Forgot about the cars. Four Damn. people, you know, four people were killed in their cars. There were other injuries and, in, you know, there. uh, the bridge, uh, used to be called at this time was the 14th street bridge. Mm-hmm. They renamed it the Arlen D. Williams Jr. Memorial Stop. Bridge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Arland. Arland. Sweet baby. You saved those lives. You helped save those lives. He did. He did. Sweet baby.
0: There's some, like, as rough as this story is, there's like a piece that I was like, not sure. I was like going back and forth as to whether I would say this part. So okay. the plane wasn't going that fast. And when it impacted, it didn't really impact that hard. Hmm. Maybe I'm going to cut this. I'm not going to leave this part in. Because people almost, people 100% did not die from the impact. People oh, I was from... thinking
1: that this whole time. That Yeah, like that was my, literally my first thought like 20 minutes ago. when I was like, wow, that really sucks. Because there's no way that they died from that impact. Right. Like if I don't it know. didn't completely blow up at the bridge right
0: I don't know if I'll I mean if if y'all are hearing this right now I guess I decided to leave it in yeah but but, I mean it's just I mean I don't know it's the same as fire it's so horrible yeah I mean I
1: think it's not as long maybe not as terrible as like crashing into warmer water right because your body like goes into shock already and you, you kind of don't know what's happening I guess yeah, it's not extended. Right. It would be pretty quick. But yeah, definitely. I just
0: think that's it's just awful. It's terrible. And then there's the other slice of it where like, OK, if it hadn't gone into the river, then it would have gone into a building or would have yeah, crashed yeah, into. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's it's there's not like big open fields in D.C. You know, it would have right. maybe killed even more people on the ground. So uh, but the and thing- it's
1: surprising that only four people died on the bridge, honestly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's amazing, really. Yeah. It is amazing that only four people died on the bridge. It's plenty of, I mean, there's a lot of important things over there, right? Like it's yeah. D.C., it's a, it's a huge major city, the capital. And I mean, this is way pre-9-11. So the, I feel like the fear element of seeing yeah. a plane run into something is not, there's not this national no. global trauma of seeing planes fly into things in the right. same way. But, uh Ugh. And it's just God. it's just because like because people aren't used to flying in winter like it's yeah. really just that right God it's like it's really just that just the fact that that people like weren't used yeah. to flying in winter
1: or weren't yeah. yeah and that I think that's probably one of the more difficult things to swallow because like. Just because you're not used to winter, flying in winter, like you are going to at some point, I'd imagine. Right. Right. Like. Right. You. I don't know. That's that's hard for me. That one's definitely hard for me to swallow. Yeah. um, Is like accepting that. And I know that it's because, I mean, we've grown up, you know, in coldest of weathers sometimes. Right. Right. So it's like, how can you not? But at the same time, how can you not?
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's. I think about how have you ever been in an earthquake maybe this isn't really relevant but like, have you ever been in an earthquake I don't think so no I haven't either, right, at, at all. And it was like there was some passing thing with my coworkers, something I don't remember when I worked for Japan Airlines, some mm. references to earthquakes. And I was like, what are you supposed to d-? I don't have right. even an ounce um, of an yeah. idea of what to do. Like if there's a tornado, the, I know everything I know about tornadoes from the – Twister. Or not what is the wow words? Um yellow brick road. What is it called?
1: (laughs) That's what it is, yellow brick road. (laughs) Wizard
0: of oz, Oz, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, but like that's it. Like I know that like she had to like get down into the basement, but she didn't. And so she blew away with the cows and stuff. Or a Little House on the Prairie has a tornado in it too. But but I don't know anything except like below her. And with an earthquake, I have no idea at right. all what you're supposed to do. I was told one time I said, like, I think I would go outside. And I was like, no, don't go outside. And I was like, well, but there's outside. There's nothing to crash on me. Exactly.
1: Like,
0: but no, but that fair. whole. I don't know. Just that like you're not.
1: Yeah, you're not you're, used to it.
0: And you're just never like you're never comfortable with it the same way people who grew up in it are. Right. right? right. So like we. OK, so like, do you really like clean your car off in winter Uh,
1: depends no not not living here which I should no
0: right exactly exactly yeah Yeah, like that it depends on the kind of snow that's on the car if it's gonna blow easily then yes oh I didn't even I was like 28 before it even occurred to me that that was like that you should clean the top of your car off to be considerate of other cars it like never occurred to me i'm so sorry everybody yeah i'm truly sorry it just never occurred to me and your
1: mom is horrified i,
0: I know that's what i should delete because that's going to make people yeah. like you dumb bitch like <laughs> like but but i'm genuinely sorry but but the the front like the windshield and stuff right like if the if like the heater is gonna get to it in a few minutes i'm just like yeah. i can i get it like i get sure. it especially if you're running late oh yeah but but i'm sure that that would not be the case or like my i went to my um aunt's house in um in denver And if maybe my uncle listens to this, so like hello. (laughs) But um, and it snowed there, but they don't use salt on the roads. Period. At least I don't know. Correct me. Oh right, yeah. What do they use? Sand. They use sand. Yeah. Right. But everybody was like, I cannot drive in this weather. And so like I got to drive like my cousin and their friends to like school. My aunt and uncle grew up in like the in New York. They could totally have done it. But but it was like, oh well, you're from Buffalo. You can like you just do it. yeah. yeah so but it was even that was super different from driving in buffalo in the winter because it yeah. was sand not salt on the roads you know yeah so i guess i don't know that's kind of the thing like you right. just don't think of it in the same it's not like as comfortable and natural right sure. as it is and you're not wrong they should have turned them on and like right
1: that's like the basic know. like definitely on a basic level i can understand that port that portion of it of like you're not used to it you know it's just especially in a high time of stress or in the middle of a blizzard it's like you can't see anything every like it's just very stressful it's a very stressful time Mm -hmm. but yeah exactly like you should have like you are a pilot like your pilot you you have to know this stuff you have to like, to not turn on the de-icing, like... I know, and, like, God, the plane got that's deiced. such a silly thing.
0: Right, it is so silly, and, like, you wish, and I'm sure that, you know, nobody wishes it more than them, right? Right. That, that, like, when the plane's getting deiced, that they would have thought, like, turn on the internal de-icing. Right. But that's the other thing is, I mean, that's the thing with, like, the Captain Larry, he... that He got nicked a couple times for, like, not following procedure, and... Yeah. I don't know if he was like one of those people who was like right at the margin of whether or not he was like had it, had what it took. I mean, I guess I mean God I mean, I guess not, right? As tragic as that is, as profoundly tragic as it is. I mean
1: Yeah. And for all of the people who have told us that they are scared of flying now after listening to this podcast. Yeah. Don't be scared. I mean, this was the eighties. Things are different was the 80s yeah this this i would be shocked if this happened again i hope not ever i hope not
0: well that's the other thing is that pilots like we talk about like the ntsb and like aviation in general like making more regulations based on stuff like this pilots remember this stuff flight attendants remember this stuff you Mm -hmm. know like they don't want this to happen oh yeah like they like that's crashes like this or things like this that happen yeah causes pilots to think like okay like that's not going to happen to me i'm not going to be that pilot yeah
1: right and this one is just so blatantly pilot error
0: i know like you
1: can't even work your way around
0: it that right well unless you're gonna like blame the maintenance guys and we do not blame maintenance guys here at the podcast international no we international station. <laughs> the podcast international station yeah podcast international <laughs> airport yes
1: okay if we do make a, a podcast network one billion percent the name
0: yeah podcast uh, the, international airport yeah. pia great yeah <laughs> pia. it's perfect it's perfect i love it perfect uh so that is like there are wow. a lot of people that were really worth mentioning in this story and there were a lot of people and there's like a lot of little because it's just infinite details like kelly the flight attendant she said that when she was like first in the water and like holding on she like could see people looking at them and just had this like rage in her heart because she's like they're just gonna watch us die like that's just like she felt and it's very visceral like just a human thing you know Yeah. yeah and then People obviously like went to incredible lengths to save them, which is beautiful. And I don't, I mean, I just know that if you're, I mean, if your car breaks down, right, even if you don't need anyone to stop, it's hard not to be a little bit like, Is no one really going to stop? No one's going to stop? Yeah, right. You know, like, just kind of that natural. And she's under this, like, infinitely more stressful, horrifying, visceral, like, physical trauma. Mm. And seeing people just, like, looking at you would probably feel on, like, a visceral level. Like, are you just going to sit there and watch? You you know, I don't know. It's hard. Mm. It's hard.
1: Yeah. Oh, Arlen. Friggin' Lenny. Lenny! I can't believe that. Lenny. and he succeeded like he didn't i know Gosh.
0: i know and, and poor
1: roger's just standing there like what the fuck lenny
0: <laughs> i know roger <laughs> just got dragged back roger did it like roger had it in him it just uh he they ran their rope for one yeah. right and for two <laughs> roger. he I, yeah roger's a team player roger yeah. roger worked with the team to go for the people yep. and then when the team said like tagged him out he was like wookie dokie and like yep. got dragged back yep but um he didn't lose his hands which is good and yes. uh lenny i'm like 99 percent sure that lenny like met reagan like reagan was like really yeah had like a meeting with with lenny and to like Lenny, uh, actually, when I've heard people who remember this play, like, who, who were alive at this time and, like, remember it, I've heard them reference the fact that, like, that guy jumped in and it's because this whole thing was, like, televised live because it took it was so protracted it took so long oh, wow. that there was like news crews set up it's dc there's like a somebody's filming something somewhere at every minute right yeah. and so there there's like video of this like you can go and watch videos like you can watch videos of like alice like falling off over and over again mm. lenny said that when he got to her she was actually like submerged he said he like described her like when you see um, so if, if you've lost somebody to suicide, maybe just be aware that's going to be a reference to that in this sentence. So he talked about how like in movies he's seen it depicted where somebody drowns like in a bathtub or kills himself in a bathtub and so their their body is submerged under the water and you can see them like clearly but they're like a couple inches under the water and so when he got to her that was her state she was not above water at all her body was just like just inches below the water and he still like got her and then got like pummeled i think that like joe getting pummeled by the ice until his bones were snapping and he still tried so hard to hold on yeah Alice had it rough Alice, uh, bless her heart, Alice needed a lot of rescuing and they got her out of there jeez they did not give up on her it's really impressive
1: honestly yeah it's really impressive yeah and like what a quick because what it was like 30 seconds after they took off they didn't even really take off right
0: yeah there was I think 14 seconds wow so it's actually for reference like we're an hour into like having this conversation and the entire entire thing from takeoff to everybody out of the water who was going to get out of the water was not even a half hour wow
1: like right like this was over started and was over in less time than this conversation
0: yeah yeah
1: Jeez,
0: yeah so that is the story wow. of florida air 90 or air florida 90 because i wrote <laughs> down everybody's name but i'm I like not
1: 100 sure i just think it'd be air funny one. if it's florida air i think it I, like... I
0: think it is well let's 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 google it this is the low-key time let's see
1: yeah i don't know i just think of like like humid gross hot oh, it smelly is
0: air florida. florida air it's air florida you're right <laughs> oh it is air florida okay, yep. okay it's fine we talk about it it's air florida air florida 90 perfect we air florida we got there yeah, this is did. why we do the correction segment this is just a nice early early <laughs> Our bonus new correction, correction segment, segment. Yep. <laughs> uh, they don't exist anymore right that's what we decided so huh I don't think they they don't really exist anymore anyway, so it's fine. Oh but, right, yeah, I don't know. But no,
1: even I mean, I like Florida Air, Florida. I mean, Florida Air. I like that one better because it's oh yeah. I don't know. Florida. Like I'm just thinking of like the physical, like Florida Air. Yeah, just you like know? mosquitoes and right, like, math or whatever. But right, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and Florida. Air Florida, as I can now see now that I'm looking stuff up, is uh went out of business in eighty. Four, so they really did not survive this. Oh, wow, in yeah, any meaningful was, way
1: like two years after the fact,
0: yeah, yeah, Jeez. they That's ceased rough. operations, yeah, not even like it was about 18 months afterwards, so they they did not couldn't really make a go of it after this, mm, yeah, but, wow, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it would be a whole other conversation, but like airlines, I don't know what it was like at this time if it was. More or less difficult, but um, many, 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 many airlines did not, have not made it, you know? Yeah, hard, oh, God,
1: yeah. yeah. It's a
0: hard business.
1: Well, with, I mean, airplanes, I mean, it's just the expense of it alone.
0: Yeah. There's, like, a whole, um, people who listen to us, maybe you watch Wendover Productions, I think it's them, or Half is Interesting. There's, there's two channels that are, like, about, like, I don't know, just generic, interesting videos. Mm-hmm. But both of them are definitely aviation fans because they do a lot of videos about aviation, even though really? they're all aviation channels. Yeah, And one of them has a video about um, an airline that still technically exists, but has never had a flight. And like partially because they had such a hard time getting like even their first airplane
1: mm, yeah right
0: they've just like kept the permits on files so yeah they, like technically <laughs> are an airline but they like don't have an aircraft
1: <laughs> yeah i mean how do you even go about that like
0: i for, i mean I, well we've discussed this the way we would go about it is we would go out to the desert <laughs> and try right, to find, right right yeah of course but, yeah. but i but... don't know where to go from there right And like... where to locate a plane that might be for sale. That's as far as I know. There you That's go. That's as much about the process as
1: I'm aware of. <laughs> but and like uh we would just have to piece them together.
0: Yeah. Just piece it together. Just Which piece be it fine. together. We'll get there.
1: Little bit of gel, little bit of Delta planes, <laughs> little bit of Yeah. American Airlines. Oh,
0: that would be cool. I mean I would we'll want... make our own
1: type of plane.
0: Oh Well, where do we get the two hundred tons of fuel or whatever? That's really Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Fuel's pretty costly. It seems ludicrous to me. It's probably not as expensive right now. There's not as many flights going, but Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We have to um we have to say hi to our friends and we have to pick a so not pick, but we have to say this is gonna be so much harder to edit than other (laughs) episodes. leave this in leave (laughs) it in um no uh we want people from Egypt to send us a message oh yes yeah if you're listening to this right now if you hear our voices and you live in Egypt yep we love you and we want you to send us a picture of your backyard it doesn't literally have to be your backyard it could be like some vista from nearby but if you live in Egypt and we know you do (laughs) send us a (laughs) A picture. From your locale, so that we can enjoy it, and we'll post it on the Instagram if that's okay with you. If it's not, tell us. So, yeah,
1: I don't have a fact for today. That's okay because it's you know the third week, and obviously I don't have a fact, but (laughs) I do have. (laughs) Um, I did want to bring. I did want to bring this up because I don't think that I actually did when I went to it, and I keep meaning to, and keep forgetting each episode we do. Um. It was like the end of April, uh, beginning of May. We went out to the Rockaways uh, to get our COVID oh. shots, oh. and out in the Rockaways they have a little memorial site for American Airlines Flight 587, oh. and um, which for those of you who don't remember, it's we did an episode on it a while ago. It's the um flight that crashed in november like right after 9 11 and they uh like it took off from jfk and crashed yeah um and had a lot of people from the dominican republic on it and um you know so we were getting our covid shot and we were getting like we just walked around the area waiting and at the end yeah like right on the boardwalk they have a beautiful memorial um and so if anybody's in the new york area i highly recommend going out to the rockaways it's cute out there i mean it's it's its own little little area on the rockaways and it's yeah it's cute but there's this really it's a beautiful monument it's it's it and it has everyone's names and the countries mm. and um it's it's really beautiful and big and so anyone in the area i encourage you to go listen there's some good restaurants out there too so
0: yeah <laughs> if we ever you walk around we- If we ever have like, if we ever have like people who live in New York, if we have enough folks to justify a hangout, maybe we have like a podcast picnic.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and it was funny. It was funny. Like, we just stumbled upon it. We were like, what's this cool monument? And it just happened to be that. I was like, oh, no
0: way. I love that you like stumbled upon it too. Like, I don't know, three weeks after for absolutely no reason. We started doing this podcast. (laughs) Like, literally. Yeah. Uh. wow good. yeah i would definitely like to see that yeah yeah i don't know the the relationship to that flight is always like so was was like felt really funny at JAL just because yeah like japan airlines did nothing wrong in that case but it just you don't want to be you don't want to be anywhere near it right you don't want to no. even be in any way involved in something like that right but, yeah yeah lots so, of wow stories to tell so yeah thanks for doing that yeah thank you thank you very much
1: thanks for listening rate review subscribe
0: yeah guys do your thing you have been telling your friends yeah you you really have Thank you so so much. Um, if if you are one of the friends that got told, it is now your turn to tell friends. <laughs> no, but really, <laughs> thank you so, so much. Join into our MLM. Yes, it's the MLM. Uh, so you tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and then everything gets, the community bigger. gets bigger, and yeah, I mean, right. We just have we just have a better and better time. So, right. yeah. Uh, so thank you so much to everybody who has um the like rating thing. I know you hear this like every single episode of anything you ever listen to, and it's really annoying. And I'm extremely and bad hate about saying this. it. I know, and I'm like it's extremely annoying. bad about doing it myself. Like Aaron, um, from Mini Air Crash Investigation, which you you should all also enjoy on on YouTube, mm. um, ran something by me or whatever, like a video before he put it out, which is like. I'm very honored to, to be part of that process. Aaron's the best. um, And I, I didn't like it or anything. I was just I like comment. And then I was like, yeah. oh, 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 wait, this is, I have to do this stuff. Like that's the right this thing. This matters. Yeah, it does yeah. matter. It matters yeah. a lot. And so if you um have time, if you're holding a device that allows you to leave a review on uh, Apple podcasts, it just makes a huge difference with their algorithm. So. Yeah yeah thank you guys so 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 much seriously yeah i love you so much love
1: you too thanks for telling us that story thank you
0: we love you guys
1: love you talk to you
0: soon bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so, so much to everyone who came to our Hangout. Thank you to Tim from FS Mania and Aaron from Mini Air Crash Investigation. It was really, really, really fun, and it was so, so, so nice to get to see your faces. Uh, It was an absolute joy to spend that time with you, and we are going to look forward to doing it again soon. Uh, To anybody who is at that, we said we weren't putting out an episode today important that you never ever listen to us uh right now the idea is that we're putting out this episode today we've got a two-parter that's already been recorded and uh then we might take a break more around the fourth of july so we'll see what happens but again it's important that you never (laughs) listen to us when we say we're gonna take time off uh thank you so 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 much for being such a beautiful community uh we love you and we'll look forward to talking to you next week All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.